Hello and welcome back to another episode of the National League Talk podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing the new leaders in Sutter United, the big games coming up this weekend, and the recent departures of Solihull and Barnett's managers. Today, I'm once again lucky enough to be joined by Josh Keeper-Wells. Hello, mate. Hello. And firstly, we have new leaders at the National League table. After 133 days of Torquay United being top of the league, Sutton United have recently taken over. How do you think they've been doing recently? Yeah, Sutton have been brilliant. The form they've been on has been incredible. I'm, I know you're going to speak about him, but Harry Buseman's a huge reason to that. Um, I think he's one of the best players in the league, if not the best. Uh, he's got a wealth of... Football League experience as well as the National League now with Sutton. And yeah, their form's been devastating. I mean, that top of the league so tight. It's actually ridiculous. Is it what Sutton, Torquay and Hartlepool are all on the same points now? I think Sutton are just two points ahead at the moment, but there's that different games. I think Sutton have a couple of games in hand, but then Hartlepool have a game in hand on Torquay. So yeah, Sutton are unbeaten since the 30th of January with six wins and one draw. But the most important thing, well, that I look at the most is five goals in the last 10 minutes in four of their last games. How important is it these getting these results right at the end of the games? Yeah, I mean, when you look at, I know it's a complete other end of the Football League pyramid, but when you look at the title winning sides of Fergie with United, yeah, how many last minute goals were they going and grabbing? And that is the sign of champions. I know it's a cliche thing, but it is. That character is a massive sign of champions. And if Sutton can kick that up, then I, I can't pass them for the title just because that is honestly huge. Getting points in games where you might not necessarily deserve anything can be a catalyst for your whole season, I think. It just shows that like, they're never giving up, never die hard attitude. And an instrumental part of this team is Harry Peterman, as you mentioned. So nine of his last 10 goals have included the winner or equaliser that here for the big occasions. He's gathered 18 points for Sutton United this season by himself. That's ridiculous. And also, with Harry Buseman as well, it's so good for a team to know when you get a penalty, it's going to hit the back of the net. So, yeah. like, you you know he's going to step up and hit the top corner rather than thinking, like, sometimes you have those strikers or your penalty take when you think it could go either way. Yeah. But with him, you know, it's going to hit the back of the net. So you have that reassurance. Yeah, I think he was recently played. We played Dagenham and Redbridge. He got two penalties and he put them straight down the middle on both of them because well, the goalie doesn't stay down the middle half the time. They want to be the hero, kind of dive to a side and he's put it down the middle. So he's kind of used his initiative because he often favours one. I think it's the left bottom corner he favours most of the time. The keeper went that way both times and he's put it down the middle. So it's a bit of experience well, there. Well, we had a, a striker at Gillingham called Danny Kedwell, who's a bit of a, a non league legend, spent time with like Hearn Bay. Uh, Ebsley, Hamilton, Waterlooville lately. Um, but when he was at Gillingham, like he's a local boy and he was our penalty taker and he was a very experienced striker and he would literally put all the power he could into the ball and just smash it straight down the middle. That's a Troy Deeney, um, that. Yeah, and he, he was brilliant at it and, and he never, ever missed. And then we had a bit of a, a change in, in manager and Pete Taylor, the former England interim manager, come in. Yeah. Um, he's had a few spells at Gillingham. And I, I don't think he really, from an outside point of view, it didn't look like he got on with Danny Kedwell. And um, yeah, I think he told Kedwell to change his stance up because that was the only time he ever changed it and he kept looking to place it. I, he, he missed a few penalties that season. It was the only time he ever done it. So I honestly think that's the best way of taking penalties. And well as, knowing that Harry Buteman can change it up is even better. It's one of those things, you kind of just let the player get on with it. You also, like you saw it with West Ham the other week when was his, Jesse Lingard wanted to take over Declan Rice and then... Jesse Lingard did take it over Declan Rice and then missed, but fortunate to put in the rebound. I keep relating back to the Premier League, but with players like Bruno Fernandes, 
you, you get those people that are like, oh, he scored against the top six teams, but their penalties. And I, I understand that point of view, but penalty taking is an art in itself. Like, it really, really is. You look at the top five leagues in Europe, those players that have probably got the most successful penalty rate, players like Max Cruz and Mark Noble at the top of it, who aren't the most yeah. fashionable players. But they're your reliable players that are going to get you five goals a season just on a penalty spot alone. And like you said, with Butyman, that that can make the world a difference in terms of points that could keep you up or put you in the playoffs. Yeah, well, 18 points secured. I think he's got about three or four penalties in his last seven games. So it wins you games, gets you points. But Isaac Alafe on loan from Mill was also chipped in with 10 goals. So you're also saying consistency over the pitch instead of just relying on that one person to get goals. Yeah, goals being spread around is so, so, so important. You look at any, across any league, any title winning side, you'll have at least two strikers that are chipping in with 15, 20 goals a season. You got goals from midfield. And that's why I like when a penalty taker, like Sutton have had, like the last few years, it could be a centre-half, it could be a yeah. midfielder. And that just makes, like, it shares the goals out a lot, lot more. And um, like you said, goals from every area is definitely not a bad thing. Yeah, because when, when you look at Sutton United's team, I'm not sure if you like, know as much about it compared to other teams, but they have a goalkeeper called Buzak, Buzanis, he came from the Australian top division, happened to join Sutton United from the Liverpool Academy. You've got two centre-backs, Ben Goodlife and Louis John, both played in the Football League. You've got Eastman, Butyman and Davis in midfield, lots of experience there. You also have Omar Bougal, National League striker, been there, done that, Isaac Alafe and Toby Show Silva. So it's just kind of experience all over the pitch is what you really want if you want to go up. Yeah, and it's um the, the recruitment's a bit more out there than most national league sides. Like you said, keeper coming from the Australian top league and yeah. Players like Craig Eastman who's played in the Champions League with Arsenal and then Harry Butterman who's got brilliant experience as we as we've touched on earlier. Or Lafe who's coming from Mill and done very well. You've seen with plenty of Mill youngsters that have gone out on loan. Fred on your dimmer when he was at Wickham. Um they've got some good young talent. So getting players from your EFL clubs that you know have a pedigree of bringing players through is something that a lot of National League clubs look to look to do and has been very successful over the last few years. Yeah, they got Kings Lynn 21st away from home this weekend. You'd expect a certain win, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. When you look at Kings Lynn form as well, I know that they thrashed Barnet not so long ago, but I mean, they have made a big signing since then as well. Uh, Chillingham and Norwich legend Simeon Jackson coming through the doors. Um and I, I know they have a big affiliation with Norwich, so I'm assuming that I had a big part to play with it. Um, but he, he's a good character for the National League. Um, but I can't see anything but a Sutton win, I'm afraid. Sutton are just on fire. Yeah, Sutton, yeah, you'd expect to win. And other two, there's a couple of other games with teams at the top playing. You've got Hartlepool versus Eastley, another, I think it's second versus seventh that game. And Hartlepool just recently beat Torquay the other week. I've got a player to look out for, Luke Armstrong of Online from Salford, as online from Salford, sixteen games, nine goals. How important has he been for Hartlepool? Yeah, he, yeah. The best way to describe him is a goal scorer, nine goals in sixteen games. He's come in. The impact he's had has been incredible. I mean, you mentioned Eastley there as well. They're one of probably ten teams that five games ago were in the bottom half. Takes one result and it spun their season. And do you know what? Like we said the last time I was on here, those teams that are in the bottom half are only four points away and like we said last time again because of the lack of balance between games played between every team in the division 
you, you just don't it's know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's absolutely anyone's game this season in terms of playoffs. The battle between Torquay, Hartlepool and Sutton will be really inter- interesting now because of obviously it's only one automatic spot, isn't it? And yeah. obviously that's the title. Um, and then playoffs. It could be anyone. It's a, it really is a lottery. It's tournament style football. is completely different to league football, isn't it? Yeah, speaking of Torquay, they're also playing Bournemouth this weekend. That's the game on TV. Uh, I think you'll be covering it with Bournemouth, won't you? Are you I will yeah. be, yes. How are you thinking for that? five, BC Sport. <laughs> Check uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it'd be a tough game we've played Torquay twice this season we've got a very good point away at playing more obviously that's when they were runaway league leaders yeah um, so that was an incredible point and we've got very good form on the road that's not been replicated at home but yeah I mean we need to change that starting Saturday yeah um, no better place to do it on the TV yeah it's a big test it is a big test and we've been on telly a few times this season in the cup yeah yeah exactly so It'll be a difficult one. We've had far too many draws as of late, but I'd, I'd definitely take a draw at the weekend. Is there any Bournemouth players to look out for, one in particular? My key man I'd pick out is Kabongo Shimanga, currently the third top goal scorer in the Vanarama National League. Very good player. Coming from Oxford City a couple of seasons ago, he's had interest from Football League clubs, just a real goal scorer. He's very good at, they're nowhere near the same player not in terms of play style or quality, but someone like Lukaku, you know what he does when he pins his man behind him? He uses his strength rolls. well. Yeah. Very, very good at that and very quick. Um, so he plays to got, his strengths. Yeah, and you've got pedigree National League goal scorers in there like Tyrone Marsh, ex-Torquay, Shaquille Quarters, who was at Barnet last season and a big part in their road to the playoffs. Gus Mafuta, ex-Hartlepool last season, has scored quite a few goals in midfield. So yeah, there's, there's quality all over the pitch. And the same with Torquay, so it's sure to be a good game. Yeah, one player I picked out for Torquay is Asa Hall in the midfield. He's chipped in with eight goals. He's actually their joint top goal scorer this season. He's got a lot of experience and sort of what you need, Torquay. I think I think they could be their second. I'm going to go for him. now. Pippin Sutton to win the league, but I do think Torquay probably will edge it tomorrow. But I didn't want to say that in front of you. But <laughs> no, 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 no. You you go for it. I mean, the, the key word I picked up from what you said is experience, because you've got Aster Hall, who's very, very good, and then you've got like I don't know whether he's available tomorrow, but you've got likes of Dean Moxie, who's been there and done it in the Championship and Premier League with Crystal Palace. And yeah, they're a very organised, well-drilled team, and that's all thanks down to the manager, who's very good and also got his own football league experience. Yeah. So lastly, there's been a, since we did the last episode of this, there's been a couple of manager sackings, manager changes. Two, in fact, one at Solihull Moors and one at Barnet. We'll start with Solihull Moors. So they recently appointed Mark Yates. Uh, he was part of their team in the 17-18 season, the Great Escape season. Uh, currently the Starbridge manager, uh, but as their league is suspended, he will ma- take charge of Solihull Moors until the end of the season. 17th from the table. Was there really a need to sack their manager only being there for one year? Could he have maybe seen it out to the rest of the season? Well, it's not very often you see a manager go on loan first and foremost. Yes, it's a new um, one. Yeah, it definitely is a new one. I agree with you to an extent. And the thing is, like we've said before, it's such a tight league. It takes one result to spin your season. And they've got a lot of quality there. But then because of that, you make the argument, was he underachieving? Probably yes. Which is the be all and end all. It's a results business, as we know. And sort of Moors probably should be a lot higher up the table than what they are at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, they shouldn't be 17. So, so yeah, they've got someone in who's reliable and well-known to them. And good luck to him on loan for the rest of the season. Be interesting to see whether that turns into a, a permanent... I was uh, I, I said to you just before the night, I was half expecting Tim Flowers to head on back there. Yeah, but no, they've appointed Mark Yates. 
like how would you feel as a Stalbridge Stalbridge supporter? You just like your season's void and you just seen your manager go out on loan. I, I suppose it's a bit like watching your girlfriend flirt with another bloke. Isn't it? <laughs> it's like the thing is because if he'd done well at Solihull Wars, you know for well he'd be offered the job and well you'd be stupid not to, wouldn't you? In, in any in any job, even outside football, you want to progress the highest you can. Exactly. So you, you're not going to turn that down. It's an opportunity for him to go back there and prove what he can do, and the Solihull fans know what he can do, and as do the, the Stalbridge fans. So I doubt they're I doubt they're happy, but I suppose you can't deny an opportunity like that, can you? Yeah, he's pretty just wants to get in management for us. He's not managed for a couple of months, just wants to yeah, it's, it's, do what it's, he does. It's full time football. It's full-time football and not being funny we've all had a terrible year or so he's doing what what makes him happy and he's probably supporting his family doing that as well so good luck to him yeah and also what we mentioned earlier Tim Flowers uh, arrived in December to Barnet we thought great experience can he turn this Barnet side around that's been struggling all season the answer's not really no one win as his time as coach at Barnet 10 defeats in his 11 games there was it the right decision the stats don't back it up but with his experience could they have kept him yeah the thing is I spoke to you before we started recording and I said like in my mind says was it the right decision no because he's Tim Flowers he's, he wins that's what he does he's a good manager yeah um, but then you read the stats and it's grim reading you can't really back anyone up with those numbers but then you think one who else are they going to get that's better and two he he wasn't helped by the state the club he's come into exactly um, so yeah th- there's a lot of context around it do I think it's Tim Flowers fault that Barnett are in the position they're in no there was a lot of chopping and changing that might have been his fault with the players a lot of players coming in and going out players we've seen that have come in and then gone out straight away I just don't see who they're going to get this better than him and who would actually want to go there take the risk because well hopefully the season the teams don't get relegated it gives Barnet another chance to fight for the uh, to get back into the football league because they're where they should be but you do look who's actually want to want to go to Barnet because you, you look at Barnet's results and when they concede they do concede heavily you'll sort of see their heads drop I don't know if it's something to do with Tim Flowers' team talks or something but you often see them concede five. I've seen sixes as well. When you think that Kings Lynn are, are their direct competition, and I, I know I'm aware that it's a, it's a bad example to give because it's become post-announcement of the curtailment of the South and North Division. Yeah. But they're your competition. They're the, they're the team you need to be hunting down to stay up. And you fold and lose 5-2, which in a relegation fight, you keep that up, you're only going one way and it's not it's not staying in the, in the division. Yeah, it's po- possibly a big reason as to why they've got rid of him in the defence. But then, yeah, who comes in? Maybe Barnet legend Martin Allen, who's been there and done it so many times, the firefighter. That's the thing. I, I honestly don't know who goes in there. That's, that's the problem. Exactly. All right, I think we should wrap that up there. I think that was quite good. Enjoy. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you for joining me again Josh you're more than welcome and thank you very much for listening guys peace